Good morning. My name is Latoya Conway Hampton and I am your host. So today we're going to have a conversation about beginning to date and become intimate with your partner after sexual assault. So I recognize over the last few weeks, you guys had several questions in regards to what's been going on. Um, A couple of you shared your life experiences, and I want to talk a little bit about a couple of comments that I read. One of the comments uh, from one of the survivors talked about not being able to parent her child or her grandchild in a healthy, responsible way because of her own trauma. And I just want to say um, it takes time. It takes practice. None of us are perfect. When you have such a traumatizing event happen to you in your life, your first thought is not that of how do I become healthy, but how do I survive afterwards? So we will spend a little bit of time talking about becoming very responsible and healthy as a mother and a grandparent. And remember on the last few sessions, we talked about what it's like to parent a child who's been assaulted and begin to help them um, heal again. Um, One of the questions that I had, there was three questions that we're going to cover today. One is how do you begin to get into a, a healthy sexual relationship? Two is how do you tell a partner, like say for instance, you're dating a person and maybe they're doing some things that trigger you. How do you have a conversation with them about, okay, I've been assaulted in that type of practice. I'm not able to provide for you or that makes me uncomfortable or it gives me anxiety. Uh, I was speaking to a friend and for her, a challenge was, was just holding hands. Probably that sense of confinement, right? So we wanna be able to understand these things after sexual assault and how do you get in a relationship? And what I know um, legally, professionally, and personally, that it all takes time, it takes practice, and don't rush into a relationship with a person just because you now feel like you want to be in a relationship right now you have to really find out who you are how do you feel after assault and i and i know that there are some times after being sexually assaulted that you feel dirty um there was a lot of years that i would spend time in a bathtub like sometimes three baths a day because i just couldn't get to a place where I felt like I was clean until I went to counseling and therapy and I found out my body wasn't dirty, but it was a traumatizing uh, experience that I had that made made me want to get in the tub consistently. This just never felt clean, never felt clean. And that's a mental thing. That's not a physical thing. And the more I talk about it now, there are some days where I get two baths in a day, but majority of the time I could do one a day. Two a day is, is a good day for me. But I'm not going three times a day in the tub all day. Every time I think about it, I'll just have to take a bath. And so um, I think that as we talk about some signs and areas of uh, us as we've been traumatized, you can look at that. What are your behaviors? Because coming into a new relationship, you want to be able to let your partner know if you feel comfortable. I've had these experiences in my life and um, these are some of the things that I'm comfortable with. And these are some of the things that I'm willing to work on to be intimate in a relationship. And then I pray that you have a partner that can really understand that there's trauma. Now, sometimes they don't care. Well, I didn't do it. I'm not that person. This is what I want. If you can't meet my needs, I don't want to be together. And so 
there is time where you have to have that conversation with your partner about a, a pieces of intimacy that you feel uncomfortable with. Um, I know for a lot of years it was hard for me to have my partner to come behind me and like hug me after what I went through. It's like if they would get close soon, someone get near me behind me, I get this overwhelming feeling of um, fear, anxiety, and it's just uncomfortable. And they're like, I just want to hug you. I, I'm okay. It's okay. Also, in my relationships, there's been times where if I'm in a house alone, I'm very, very startled. And so for my partner, sometimes it's challenging. Okay, here, here she go again. Others feel like, when are you going to get over this fact of feeling traumatized? You know, ain't nobody in the house, but you and I, it's a part of trauma. It weighs in on your mind and it becomes a part of who you are. So when you think about being sexually engaged and active with a partner after assault, it takes time. The first time you may get up into a place where you want to be intimate with your partner and then you decide, you know what, I'm not ready right now. And these are the conversations that you have to have with your partner prior to so they can understand it's not them, that is you. Because after trying to be engaged with your partner for so long and they're consistently getting a rejection, then they begin to make it their stuff because you're projecting your trauma on them. So if you feel comfortable enough to share with your partner based on some of your trauma, it is very important that you let, let them know. How do you know when you're ready to be involved? I think that I think it goes two ways. Sometimes after being sexually assaulted, we become very promiscuous and that's all we want to do all the time. Sex, 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 because it's connected with the trauma, but it's also connected with our being connected to another person. Right. And then there's the other side of that where after being assaulted, you may not want to be intimate at all. Um, and you're totally pushed back, pushed away. You want to, you want to have that companionship. You may even want that form of intimacy in terms of touching and hugging. But when it comes to penetration, you haven't felt comfortable with that yet. And that takes time and it takes practice. And there's no magic day, 25 days after being assaulted. It's okay. When you feel comfortable and you feel safe and you feel like that you can be honest with yourself and not re-traumatize re yourself, then that's the time for you to be feel comfortable enough to go ahead with your partner. Um, but again, if you have a person that's loving and caring and love you for who you are, they'll spend time with you and they'll understand that your nightmares don't have anything to do with them. I spent a lot of years having nightmares, you guys, a lot of years. And every so often I have them. But this in particular night, I remember when I woke up, I was at the back door in my bedroom. There's a door in my room. I was at the back door. I don't know where I was going. I just know I woke up and I was at the back door. Um, there are several times where, you know, I've, I've dreamed. And because of the assault, the one in particular I'm speaking of is the one where it was six guys. I always dream about being in a dark place and just a whole lot of hands coming at me. Just hands, 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 hands. And so I would dream that often and it just make you jump, like get off of me, leave me alone. But working through it, talking about it, journaling about it, you know, I, I spend time in therapy about it. I'm in group every Saturday and I'm constantly talking about it. So I think again, 30 something years later, 
it's a part of my story. It's a part of who I am, but I don't have to be held hostage by experience that I had. There are strategies that I can utilize to make changes and, and to, to move on. When someone is assaulted, a lot of people are affected, right? For instance, me being assaulted affected my husband, my children, my grandchildren, now my employees, because when they come, if they come by me and I don't hear them coming, I got my dukes up because I have that, like, who's coming? It's the sense of, I need to know who's coming. I need to be safe. I need to feel safe. That affected everybody around me up to 30 years later. So it doesn't just go away. I've been blessed to serve a lot of women across the country working with child welfare reform as a, a national consultant. And what I realized is the majority of the mothers that I've worked with who've gotten their kids detained, there was a lot of drugs and alcohol and domestic violence. I want to say 90% of those women have been sexually assaulted and also victims of domestic violence, but it shows up in other areas of your life. And so we want to provide an opportunity that you can come out, you know, you can get the help and the support that you need. You can begin to have that conversation because it's nothing like embracing your freedom. And when I say that, I think about embracing your freedom to me originally means I'm free. I'm out of the unhealthy relationship. I'm what I'm away from the sexual predators. However, I, I am still, I am not a social butterfly, have never been. I'm a friendly person. I love people. I enjoy being around people, but I'm not the person that would be first to go out and invite everybody over to my house. Let's hang out. I'm just not that type of person. I am a, a very, um, I'm not social. I'm not a very social person, but I do know that a lot of that comes from the trauma that I experienced. I need to be safe. I need to be aware of what's going on around me. And so to have other people that are like me around to share, it makes me happy. I feel that all that I've gone through, God knew that I would share this from a rooftop. And now I have platforms that I can do so, right? Um, early in, in our life, we talked about how many women that we've served over the eight years. And, uh, and now, sometimes when I look at some of the shares, it's so many people get the opportunity to watch these video videos they get the opportunity to learn information about themselves and how can i heal from that and and if you're uncomfortable with telling your partner that you was sexually assaulted maybe you can tell them that or, or even the incident or even who the person was because sometimes it's our father or our mother or our sister or our brother and it's embarrassing to say I was molested by my brother but you can say to your partner I was assaulted by someone close to me and I choose not to share that at this point in time and if that person loves you they will respect that and allow you to have that within um, as I often say I've been blessed with a man that's so amazing to me he's um, he's good to me and he's good for me and some of the conversations we have about some of the things I've been through early in a relationship, he was so supportive and finding ways that he can be helpful for me. And he was very understanding. And, you know, I don't know how people can do such things. And I'm sorry you went through that. All those kind, loving words was really helpful beginning that relationship because it made me comfortable with being with him. But it also helped me to build a relationship with him to allow him to be around my children because after being assaulted and um it took me a lot of years to um 
really, really not watch him in a way like a hawk. Um, because one thing I've learned is my stepfather was one of my uh, perpetrators. And I remember my mother would often send me with him. And for me to be a mother with children, I remember the first day that my husband took my two daughters out to a pool party. And I just kept calling and calling and calling and calling because I was really uneasy and I was really unsure that I let my kids go with this man that I love that I think will take good care of them. And I have to say that he did, but it was my own stuff because of the trauma that I experienced. And a lot of years in the house, waking up in the middle of the night, feeling, having to walk, make sure he sleep, make sure everything is safe in the house. And the hardest part for me with that relationship after being assaulted was my husband is from the country and so uh i had small boys and the first time he kissed my sons i was like what the heck why is he kissing on my boys and then i realized it's his culture you know i wasn't raised from men that kissed their sons my father wasn't a kissy huggy type of person until i began to work on him as an older woman and he got much better and much healthier but i never remember my dad kissing and hugging my brother's as we were growing up. However, he learned it with my children and probably with my sister's children and my brother's children. But as far as me, I had never seen a man hug boy, hug and kiss boys the way my husband did. But it allowed me to recognize that there is a sense of healthiness out there. Not everybody that's around is a predator. Not everybody's around are, are sexual abusers. And because of the experience that you have, of course, you have to keep your guards up. You have to teach your children. You have to be aware, but you also have to live and you deserve to live a healthy life after this abuse. And so the answer, all of the questions that I was given for one, um, let your partner know if you feel comfortable about what happened to you. Two, when you're ready to, to be intimate with someone, take your time. You don't have to rush and do it. You don't have to do it if you feel like you need to hold on to them because if that's going to keep them in a relationship, then you need to leave now because being in a relationship with a people as we get older and older and older, after a while, all you're going to have is intimacy. So tap into that first. That's where the healthiness of the relationship truly is. So I'm assuming that I'm covering everything. And if I'm not, just do me this favor. Two things. One, share this video because it may not be for you. And that's okay. But because you have the opportunity to share some information that may not be for you, but it may be for the other five, six, seven, eight hundred people that you have on your page. Allow them to have access to the information and the data. I and then the second thing is is if you've been assaulted and you've been holding that in, is that you breathe, you forgive yourself. And it has to start with us. It has to start with us. You forgive yourself for not sharing, for not telling if you didn't. And if you told someone and they said nothing, I encourage you to have a conversation with them if it doesn't cause harm. Um, I've shared with you guys several sessions that my mother and I are working through a lot of trauma that I experienced as a child, and it's the best thing ever. I am so glad that I live to do this. Um, I'm glad she didn't pass or I didn't pass and the other went without this. This was one of the best levels of my development in a long time. We thank you so much for joining in and we'll see you next Tuesday. I'm Latoya Conway Hampton and I'm your host.